We back, we back, what's up, man? We back, we back, we back, we back. And this is a Hawks presentation, a Hawks podcast. So you know we in Atlanta, so two chains. Two chains. Two chains. Two chains. My favorite rapper, two chains. Just drop that album. Just drop that album. So help me God. So help me God. Woo! Man, and we have to, you know, it's a I don't know, we want to really get into the project, but I know we, this is a basketball podcast, so we got to talk Hawks. Two chains just play basketball, though, yes. you know? So, and he, he is a part owner of the Skyhawks. Yes. Of the Skyhawks. So, we can talk about Two Chains. We can talk about Two Chains. How you like the album, bro? I love it. I ain't going to lie, bro. It's, it's, would I say album of the year? I don't know, but it's, it's one of those where we're going to look back on 2020 and be like, wow, that was a really good album. You know, yeah. uh, Atlanta coming with the heat this year, man. It's just uh, as, a, as a whole, think about all the people in Atlanta who dropped the album. Yeah. You got Lil Baby. Mm. You got, mm. uh, Lil Baby album went hard, yeah. You got Gunna dropped the album. T.I. T.I. He just dropped some heat. Uh, Gucci dropped the collab album. Uh, Two Chains. And two times out the collab album. They've been in the lab. They they've been in the lab. Pandemic didn't stop nothing. Georgia nothing. is wide open, people. Didn't stop nothing. Migos came back, didn't they? Migos, Migos tried to come with a few singles. <laughs> they uh, you know, they gotta they gotta pull that off. Man. I don't know what's up. They came, they tried to come with some you heard Turkey Necks. <laughs> what, what was that? They they try to they perform at some um, award show with some some money. She won a break. I got a break. It was, was that a hip hop or BT hip hop? It wasn't that. Mm. It was, I think it was. It might have been the hip hop awards. I didn't watch it. Uh, I know I missed a good show, but I, it was one where they were performing that. It was like, um, she got a burden. She got a burden. <laughs> it was not it. It was just they like, they need some new writers. They need some new, <laughs> need a new sound, man. I don't, I'm not necessarily a new sound. We just got to kind of adapt. Like, like you see how two changes. It's not yeah. like a, Nothing that you gotta force to check to change, but you gotta gotta bring in more more people. Also, I think yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's what you see him. If you go on the album, you see what he got a feature with NBA YoungBoy. Uh, you know, I like that, like the old heads, like him and Ti. do that. They'll go and get, connect with the younger generation. Yeah. Make a song. You know, Tip known to do a song with with um what's old boy man. Boy, uh, Thugger. Yeah. Yeah, that Thugger. ring that ring go hard. I like, I like ring. Man. Oh yeah. I like oh, ring, yeah. that ring go hard. You know, think thing about two chains I like, man. Two chains. He's so different. He I'm different. I'm yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he is. he is. And he put on a hell of a show, man. Me and my girl, we went to the um the parking lot concert. Right? Yeah. And you know, whew. I, you know, he made us wait, of course, you know what I mean? I think I think, you know, um we got there. The gates open at five. We got there around four fifteen. Make sure we got a good spot. Mm-hmm. Got in there five ish, from five ish to like eight thirty nine o'clock. We was just listening to the DJ man, just, you, know, <laughs> you know, drinking and doing things. Everybody's in there parking and everybody's having a good time. But like yeah. literally, it was probably a good three and a half, four hours of just vibing. And uh, but then two drinks. Like around eight o'clock is when I saw like three or four 
uh, what do you call those? They're like the Denali. The three, yeah, four Denali. Pull up. Black on black on black Denali pull up. I said, like, oh, Tuesday just got here. Okay, we've been here three hours. He just pulling up. He's probably exactly. down the street off of Godby Road or something chilling. So yeah. he got there and put him at a show. I see. I saw I watched it on YouTube a little bit this morning, man. I, I couldn't man. I wanted to go, but yeah. it looked like it was great. I saw Mulatto out there. Mulatto was out there. He brought, he brought out some of uh, his guys. My first time seeing her in person, man. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've never seen You know her. anything about her? I mean, what's her background? Is she like a. She was off the rap game. I don't know if you know that oh. show. Yeah, she was off uh, that, and um, that was her thing. She wanted, and the whole story is she turned down the deal that they offer you at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was probably back in like 2016 or so. Okay. 20, I don't really know the specific. I feel like 2016. And um, I didn't really hear anything from her until probably like – Last year, like 2019. Yeah, I feel like she just appeared in my world. Like, yeah, she just this... appeared, but she just she's been she that she won that, but I'm pretty sure she kind of kept a little fan base and everything. Okay. Then again, for me, mm-hmm. she was like 16 at the time on the uh, show. Oh yeah, okay. So it was like, and then it was like <laughs> she needed to get a little older. Yeah, she, I feel like that's what there. she kind of that's what she kind of did because you see her lyrics and everything. Lyrics are vulgar. So and it was kind of weird. Seeing her like pop back up as like saying, I was like, whoa, it kind of threw me off a little bit. But then now, you know, it's just kind of what it is. So, yeah. That's she, my first impression of her. Like, really? Yeah, like this album, these songs. Like, really? I she, never you know, heard. she was on Gucci's. Uh, she got a song. She, was, she, she got a song. I mean, she, I'll uh, say 2020 is my first yeah. introduction to her. So, but, and this is the year of Meg Thee Stallion and, you know, like that whole era of female rappers who. Just giving you, man, giving it to you, like taking ownership of this. They got bars. These they girls, play us. City girls, they up. I guess. City girls, mid car. I was just listening. Um, I was listing uh, like what's the top female rappers in the game right mm-hmm. now, and uh, I said, you know, Nikki. Nikki, she's still talking to me. I don't really. I don't oh, really you just, just giving her that stuff. I, I get, she ain't did nothing to earn in 2020. Man, she's been on a few songs. She was on the, uh, she got a song out with uh, Young Boy right now. She yeah. is, Megan Thee Stallion has killed her this okay. year, bro. Look, look. Hands yeah, down. Megan Stallion. Not, I don't think it's Megan. I don't think it's Megan. I don't think it's Megan. Not this year. I don't think. Megan, try again. She got an MVP this year? She might have. I mean, you talking about Nikki? Megan. Yeah. Man, MVP for female rappers this year? She might be the MVP, but, but she she's the best rapper. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. You get it. So we okay. get it. It's like Giannis is the MVP, but LeBron's the best player. Yeah. I got you. Right. I got that was, you. That was good. I mean. There we go. We, we took it back to basketball, just we, like we that. Took, we took it back to basketball. You know one thing, you listeners out there, the concert I went to, I could bring it up. You know why I could bring it up? Because it was in the parking lot uh-huh. of the arena. Uh, what's the name of the arena? Uh, it starts with an O. Anyway, <laughs> parking lot of the arena where the Skyhawks play. They just built that arena. Just right? built the arena. Yeah. Skyhawks play there. You know who else plays there? The Dream. Right. Okay. The Dream Murder? Yeah. I thought they played them playing that round. Mm. Wow. Because it's a better idea to play them in a smaller arena because they draw a smaller crowd. So now it's a better oh, atmosphere. Okay. There's more energy in there because now everybody fits comfortably. It's not all spread out. It's, oh, it's an empty game now. It's packed. Okay. So yeah, the dream play there. 
the Skyhawks play there. So that's a big move for Two Chains to perform at the parking lot concert and you know that arena. So boom. Now that leads us to our Hawks. Uh-huh. We gave y'all two and a half, three hours of NBA talk last time. Right. And we still got some more NBA talk. Right. But today, we gotta talk about these hawks. These hawks. Specifically these hawks, man. Now, I see you got your Mike Scott jersey. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. With the triangles. I got this yeah, the, the yeah. these have been retired. No more triangles. Yeah, yeah no, um those uh those are they I don't they were better than the uh the blue and the red jersey. I didn't even like the blue and the red color scheme. I was like, why? <laughs> That's how the Hawks color scheme. You know, the Patriots out there. Yeah, they, they were kind of, now that, that was the Joe Johnson era Hawks. Yeah. You got on the uh, you got on the, I got on the sixty win era Hawks yeah, jerseys. No, what's that then? Hold on, no, 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 you're right. When Schroeder took over the starting point guard That's when we started yeah. locking these. That's what, twenty that's like about 2016, 17. Yeah, 2016, 17. Mm. Cause Schroeder played one year and then um Yeah. Dwight you know, played in them too. Dwight played in them, yeah. you know. John Collins has always played in Trey. Yeah. Now, why do I have the Mike Scott jersey? Not because of Mike Scott stand, because of Scott Rose. Right. And if you go to Phillips Arena, um, or now State Farm Arena, right. you know, or you go to NBA.com and say customize me a, an authentic house jersey, right. they're gonna say great, you know, customization jobs gonna run you about a good Close to 200 bucks. <laughs> Why would I do that when this guy has my same last name? <laughs> I get it for the regular price. Right. So, yeah, you, it's, it's a Scott jersey. We all love Mike Scott. Mike yeah. Scott. Gotta and, love Mike Scott. Um, he was that guy. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was that guy. Now he's on Philadelphia. Came out of University of Virginia. Yeah. We got another University of Virginia guy now, yeah. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Do you think Mike Scott, um, do you see him with a 15-year career? I think he's kind of carved himself into a, a niche. A, a nice role. I think Mike Scott can have like a, um, he's going to be one of those guys that you, I, I can see him get a ring. Yeah. I can see him, He like he's one of those guys that, you know, he's, he can be on the end of your bench, or he can be in your rotation. Yeah, you know he's one of those, you know, guys who can you can get a bucket out of. You get a bucket out of the guy, play some decent defense. Just don't play him too many minutes. Right. You know, we. I, I think he fans love him everywhere he right. goes. Yeah. He was a Hawks fan's favorite for sure. Right. Just based off of what he did in the postseason against Indiana. Yeah. Caught fire. And you know <laughs> he's been a Hawks legend ever since yeah. then. So. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him back on the Hawks, Loki. You know, he would fit well. He would, he would. Just coming off the bench. Yeah. Give me about 12, Give me some minutes. Back up power four minutes. Nice. Hit some threes. Right. Nice put back dunks. Boom. That's all we need. Oh, so that would be. Who Mike Scott, back to the Hawks. All right. Now, this year's Hawks, man. What do you, what do you think about our offseason, man? Because the thing is, we didn't get to go to the bubble. No, we didn't. We talked about that last time. You made a good point. Even if we went to the bowl, what were we going to do then? What were we really going to do? We play eight games and they're like, all right, we still got a terrible record. Go back home. Yeah. But I, I wanted us to go hoop because I feel like it's a disadvantage yeah. that we ain't played basketball in months. Yeah. Just no organized basketball in months. Everybody else got to get at least some form of. You know, games on yeah, sharpening your skills and stuff. And you know, I feel like some of these, like a team like Phoenix, mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna get off to a nice little start. They always do, 
But I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of go ahead and get out to a nice little pace and settle into like a seventh or eighth seed later on in the season. Yeah. Like be scared because they got good experience from the bubble. Right. Um, a team like um, hmm, like Denver. Like I feel like Denver gonna be off in the race. They're really gonna be off in the races because they and they got the confidence of making it to the finals. Right. Like Dallas. Like teams like that. And when you say like the Hawks. Now I gotta see how they believe. You kinda gotta they gotta get back up to what we are in the NBA now. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the Lakers kinda put everybody on notice of where the game is today. You mm-hmm. always kinda I feel like you have to kinda sit back and judge the game from who just won the last championship. So, um they, you see everybody's trying to make moves and the Hawks in that same kinda we're trying to see we're trying to rebuild and we're trying to get better and we're trying to, you know, mm-hmm. really install a winning culture. So we've seen, you know, I've seen the videos of the Hawks working out. I know they were allowed back into like a little. Yeah, they got to scrimmage against each other. Right. You know, and that's, that's cool, you know, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that them guys got better and worked hard and everything. But, you know, yeah, it was a little, I wish they could have had like a, like a, a non, a non. Uh, if you didn't make it bubble, mm-hmm. almost like those eight teams should have had to go to a bubble and play out eight games. I feel like I feel like they could have done it easily in Atlanta. Yeah, like we got I mean, we got enough hotels. Yeah, we got the arena, the the, the G League arena right, right. there. They could have they could have held games there. Could have held games at State Farm. Right. You know, between those two venues, they could have. Yeah, you got like, Georgia Tech right there. They got, right. We got enough venues. To have two or three games a night. Yeah, and I feel like that could have really worked out, but you know, the Hawks are really gonna have to step up this year. That's that's the point, bank period. We can sit around and talk, oh they're young, they're young. Man, these young guys out here getting it every day. All right. So the Hawks, they're just gonna have to prove to the world that, you know, they are a team to be feared. And until they're able to do that, they're going to be, be, you know, forever losing. So the rebuild is only over when the winning starts. That's why I say it is. So mm-hmm. when, you know, when the winning starts, that's up to the players and kind of the front office. Because we've seen them try with the front office in recent days and talked about they're, they're trying to move the sixth pick. The Hawks have the sixth pick in the draft. Everybody's saying this draft is flat. You know, some some teams are trying to move up, some trying to keep teams trying to move down, out in. It's going to be a crazy draft to me. So the Hawks are trying to get some veteran help. And what do you think specifically the Hawks need to kind of make that next jump into the playoffs? What do you think they need? It's a few things, man. I think one thing they needed that they didn't get and they can't get back is in relationship to that bubble. They needed time. Right. Play together, and before the bubble, what you noticed was the rookies started to they hit that rookie wall and they started to come out on the other side of it, looking like NBA players. Like mm-hmm. before, like that last month of the season, before the pandemic hit, Cam Reddish, mm-hmm. he went from struggling, you know, playing good defense but not able to score consistently to oh wait, he's playing good defense and he's shooting efficiently. Mm-hmm. He was shooting something crazy like. 50, 40, 90 from the field, mm-hmm. like his last month of the season, like 60% from the field. It was like something crazy. 
Um, you can see the confidence. He's come off the bench. Right. You saw DeAndre Hunter. Like everyone started to fit into a role. DeAndre was like, okay, you know, my, my his three point shot started falling again. Mm-hmm. Like him and Cam will almost take turns. Cam get eighteen tonight. DeAndre get nineteen the next night. Right. Cam come back with twenty. DeAndre come back with twenty two. Right. Like those who were feeding off of each other at the end of the season, and it was good to see. It's like okay, the rookies are starting to get it. Right. The rookies are starting to get it. John Collins is back. Right. He's balling. He, he, was, he was balling. He was balling. He was he was who? People don't. I think people don't on the national scene even really understand how good John Collins is right. offensively. And you know, I, I think he doesn't. He hasn't even unlocked the full potential of his game. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people just see him as a dunker or whatever. Right. He's, he's more. He's, he's more. Way more than that. He can shoot. He has a yeah. little game, you know, off the dribble, you know, making little plays off that. He has little wiggle and he and he only stands to growing that a little bit more. Right. Like and he's I, working on it. He right. notices that's something in his game to get right. better. He's doing that. He's, so, he's working on it. Because to me the best players in the league are gonna be your combo forwards. Remember back right. in back back you know, ten years ago, Josh Sniff. Uh, uh, you know, he was a tweener forward, a guy who could, you know, play the three to four or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had kind of some guard skills. Yeah. You know, I feel like <laughs> not as many as he thought he had, but he definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had. He he wanted that pull up three a little bit too much. He did. <laughs> but a lot of too much. I say that the game is transitioning to where. I feel like those the threes and the fours are going to be able to do more with the ball, period. And that's what you want. That's you think about it, to your point. Maybe the I saw a graphic on this. I think it was on Instagram or Twitter. But either way, it was talking about the last like five NBA championship teams. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing they all had in common? They had a forward, you know, mm-hmm. like Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron James. A few times LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It was a couple times Kevin Durant. Like he, right. these guys, even going back to, dang, who was it? It was somebody. Uh, it was an unexpected. Anyway, but it, it showed you the dominance of that. If you have somebody who's in between six foot seven to you know six 16, foot nine, six 16, ten, yeah. you got one of those guys on your team that can do multiple things. Right. You have an advantage. You yeah. have a clear advantage. Most likes you do. And I feel like right now the Hawks are trying to find, like, we have a lot. I feel like positionally we have some guys for the future. Yeah. But we're trying to figure out what can exactly those guys do and what type of role will they play going forward. Exactly. Like, okay, John Collins, do we really want you being a little bit of a playmaker or we just want you to focus on scoring and rebounding? I feel like he needs to be able to do all. I want to see a John Collins stat line of like 22, 9, and 4. You know, I want to see that. You know, I don't necessarily need to see the, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to average a double double. You know, 22 and 9 is just as good as 20 and 10. Is it really? Just just saying, you know. Right. You know, if you get, you throw me a couple more assists in there, you see a few more assists. Okay, he's he's working within the flow of the offense as well as getting his getting off on his own and still contribute rebounds and all. Mm-hmm. I want him to be a more well-rounded. Like, I don't want him to just focus on double doubles, getting a twenty and tens. Yeah, that's gonna be cool, and you're gonna get your all-star appearances based off of that. But you give me that twenty-two nine, 
give me four and try to give me a block and, and a steal a game. Come on, guy. You you can't say that's not like an all NBA. You know, those are Blake Griffin numbers, really. When you think about it, Clippers days, Blake Griffin, those yeah. are those are the type numbers I want to count as bad man from him right there. And I think Blake Griffin's a great comparison for him. Right. I think that, especially with how good Blake Griffin is now. Right. He's in. He's playing in a terrible city. I'm sorry, Detroit right. Pistons fans, but the only team that really got it worse than the Hawks right now. Uh, but anyway, Blake Griffin, John John Cosby, Blake, that yeah. type of guy. And he's more to me. He's a He's not more athletic than Blake, but he's a different building Blake. I feel like he could have potentially better handles than Blake had, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, he he could shoot better than Blake. I feel like he can. So I feel like there is more room for growth in that area of the aspect. But John Collins is definitely a guy who I'm looking, you know, I don't want him to just get locked into that, okay, I'm averaging 20 and 10, because I feel like you can easily trade that guy. If you get, you know, yeah, you you get kind of stuck into that 20 and 10, 20 and 10, but, you know, what else are you getting? You know, I want to know. I want to see some assists and blocks some steals. I want to see that as well. So get, get me to that 22 and 9, you know, and, and 4 and steal and a block. And, yeah, you get your max contract. You give me, you know. He, he, I feel like if he's going to get 22 and 9, he might as well get 22 and 10. You don't, ah, don't want to miss a double-double by one. Man. Come on, man. Let's, you get let's, what I'm saying. Let's though, be right? Russell Westbrook about it now. If he was that close, you might as well get it. You get what I'm saying, though. I don't want him to just focus on, you know, this team really needs to focus on winning this year. I mean, I feel that, and I feel what you're saying. Like, he being well-rounded is going to be something that everybody needs to focus on. Right. And, you know, to your question, you know, what do the Hawks need to improve on? You know, we, we just, like what we just said, turn improvement. Right. You know, that's that's the what I was touching on with the bubble. We needed more time to play together. So I'm glad we got a little wild scrimmage. Because also with that scrimmage, we finally got to play with Clint Capel. Right. He was healthy enough to scrimmage. They say the foot's good. He's good to go. Um, we need time together. I think Clint changes the whole team. It it, it's kind of like to to compare to a different sport. If you if it's a football team and you feel like you got a good football team, you can score the ball, you got pretty good linebackers and all that stuff, you can play some good, good defense, but you cannot pressure the quarterback to save your life. Right. Like, they need a pass rusher. You know, the Hawks cannot rebound to <laughs> save their life last year. And it we was, it was pretty much John Collins. That was it. Like Damian Jones was not rebounding. Um, Alex Lynn, and I love Alex Lynn. He was not, not rebounding. rebounding. Like we were just getting out rebounded every single game, and it hit the fact that. We actually could score pretty well for him to be such a young team. Um, our defense was bad, but it probably wouldn't be so bad if we got some offensive rebounds every right. now and then to have a better chance to score more right. and not always be running to the other end of the court. Right. So it was like, okay, what does this team need more than anything? A rebounder. We went and got one of the best rebounders in the NBA, right. Clint Capella. We just need some time to play with that guy. Um, I think we need more veteran leadership. Clint Capella is a part of that, but I think we need – just some guys who've won basketball games before. Yeah. More guys who've won basketball games before. You don't have. I'm not. You don't have to be an all star to be that person. Like you could be a Udonis Haslam type of dude. Like I don't really expect you to play much, but the 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 the, the, the mentality you bring to the locker room and to the court when you do play is huge. If we can get a backup point guard who can like who's been there, done that, and can like a Rondo. I don't think Rondo will come to Atlanta. I 
I've heard some rumors, but that's not, no. it's just a rumor. But someone like who's been there in a winning mentality, a winning place, um, I think we need more, one, at least one more voice in the locker room. Because we got dead men, we got Capella. Capella's been on playoff teams that won games with the Houston Rockets. Um, we need one more voice in the locker room that can also play on the court. I don't need more Evan Turner's is gonna ride the bench. And um I forgot who was on the team this year. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot about forgot your about, boy? I forgot about Evan Turner, man. Man, it, it, because really it's been so long since them guys have been on the court. That's really what it's been for me. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a whole, you know, that was what that was March. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in December, the other season. Well not December, but we're in, you know, November and the season's about to get started next uh, next month, but it's been a long time seeing, you know, they still, free agency starts tomorrow. Yeah. You know, Monday. Monday's free agency starts tomorrow. And that's, you know, that's going to determine what, what, you know, how are we really trying to, I want to see who we really, I feel like the Hawks are going to make a trade. You know, honestly, and I feel like we really need to make that that trade now to go ahead and get some veteran. Hey, this is our push for the playoffs. This is our push for getting better internally as well as just like men- mentally. I feel like we have to have that winning mentality. So, like I, you've seen the Drew Holiday rumors. I yeah. want. I would love be perfect. Be perfect. to have Drew Holiday on our team. Good God Almighty! Oh that court with Trey Young and Drew Holiday. Yeah, that's a fear. That's to me. That's a top five backcourt week. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, because yeah, you might be able to. Oh, we're gonna stop Trey defensively. I mean, or like you know. People are going to shit on Trey's defense, but you can't say nothing about his offense. And then you still got to worry about Drew's offense, and he can shut you down defensively. So it's like, bad, man. you have, there's really not too many holes in that. You know, the only hole you can kind of poke at is Trey Young being, you know, slight defensively. But we, you know, if you can drop 30, if I can, if I can drop 30 or 40 on you. Now I win that Are guy. you defending me right. at this point? You know, that's what I'm saying. You didn't drop 40. You didn't I drop 40. I, dropped, I think I still won this battle. I think I kind of won that. So, I, I, and all in all, I'm going to think Trey Young's going to be a, a great defender ever. And that's probably always going to be his little. And we're going to really see that him exposed probably in the playoffs. They're probably going to talk smack about that. But I feel like the, the the playmaking he brings makes up yeah, so much, so much. The fact that he can get his own bucket and he can create for his teammates. You, if you get a lesser guard who's better at defense, and be like, oh no, let's plug him in because he's better at defense, and maybe he can do all things trade us. The offense sucks. Exactly. Now you have the offense completely different because Trey Young can go get you thirty. That's what you don't really. He's not too many guys in the NBA who can just go get that. He averaged thirty. It's not like oh no, he threw up thirty five times. No, he no, like, like that's easy. Like, yeah, because they're so quick to say oh he's good, but no 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 you can't gloss over. It's no, not just no, oh he's no, good. No. no, this dude. How many people do you know that averaged thirty? No, <laughs> like you know, it's, it's very rare that only the best scores in this league have ever just been in that. Or like twenty nine and a half to thirty yeah, range. Yeah, like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Allen Ivers, especially be a small guard. That's Allen Ivers yeah. type of stuff, man. That's Steph Curry type of stuff, man. That's 
And that's their second year in the league, though. Just their second year. And people don't even people don't think about that. On that's great efficiency. Uh, exactly. Now he's just chucking up thirty chucking shots a game. No, he's not. He's not. He shot like thirty six percent from three, and that's taking some of the hardest threes in the league. Yeah, and I I just feel shot like forty five percent from the field. I got high like eighties from the free throw line. That's 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 cool. a stat line. That's a stat line. Like compare that to like a guy like Russ, <laughs> where Russ averaged like 20, 27, uh, eight and eight or something yeah. like that. Had the highest efficiency of his career, forty seven percent. But at he shot what twenty six percent from three. He just stopped taking them. At, yeah, at a certain three. point, he just stopped shooting. Three. <laughs> it was really like, okay, we don't need you to shoot three. Yeah. You're basically our center on offense. Yeah. That's pretty much how it was. They had. The center guard Russell Westbrook. So yeah, like Trey is great, and I like Drew. The other thing I like is, and we just you know again, how we improving the team this year. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Trey is gonna be the way to go because free agency wise, there's nobody who's gonna mm-hmm. alter the course of your team's fate out there in free agency. So I like. I also like trading for Vic Oladipo. That would be a guy. I don't like that one. Really. Um, just because he's got one year left on the deal, he his knee doesn't look healthy. Um, I like a trade for Gordon Hayward. Because ah. I like, you know what? The thing about Gordon Hayward, especially his past year, because now Jason Tatum is a really big the guy on the Lakers. So, he, he, I mean, I'm sorry, the Celtics. With, with Gordon Hayward, he was still able to give you points. Mm-hmm. He, do, he, he scores in a way that he doesn't dominate the ball. Right. But somehow he still ends up with twenty something points. You know, like when did Gordon even when did they even pass the ball? I don't even remember him shooting. Yeah. But you look at the stat line, he's got a dub. He's playing good defense. I think that's what Trey Young needs. Yeah. Trey Young is the star of the team. Right. But if you can get a two guard like Gordon Hayward that can right. quietly get to twenty points, six rebounds, three or four assists, play some good defense, and just let the team flow. Yeah. You know, it's uh, will he come to Atlanta? He can't opt out. And pull out. He can pull out Al Horford. Right. He can opt out and be like, somebody give me a big contract. Yeah. I'll be there for the next four years. Yeah. I don't think you're getting out of this, Murray. I don't think. I think you're gonna see a lot of free agents go ahead and pick up their deal, pick up that money, because it's like you don't really know what's gonna. You go out there in that free agency market, and you, you know, teams might be trying to base look at this year because of. You know, all NBA players kind of got to take that hit. Team, teams around the league are taking that hit. So mm-hmm. your contract, in a sense, might be taking a hit. And when things kind of get back to normal, you might be looking at your contract like, oh, man, I got this wrong contract. You know, and that's, that's you know, that's – I think they're going to wait until next year once there's probably more teams with more money. Teams are really kind of gearing up for next year, but the Hawks got money now, and I feel like we're in a position to have money on next year too. So, but if we can go ahead and trade for someone now, then the trade's you know, gonna happen. Yeah, I think a trade is gonna happen. Send it around the draft pick. Send it around the draft. Travis Slink loves trades. Right. You think about all his drafts. He first got here, he didn't do a draft day trade from John Collins. Right. He drafted John Collins. He took that guard in the second round straight up. Right. But after that. Been, Biggest trade in NBA history, Luca and Trey, right. boom boom, and he, he he drafted Kevin Herter, then he did another trade to pull off to get Amari Spellman. Right. Just messing around some second round picks. The next year, right. Trades up to get DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. 
and he pulled off some trades to get um Bruno Fernando. Right. He loves trades. Especially John's time, I think that's one of his little. So I I can see him, but you know Drew is really the only guy though for me. If it had to be, if you could go across all our positions, what's the weakest position right now? Um, definitely the uh. We'll think about it. Well, we'll say the two guard position. We would say the two point guard. Yeah, backup point guard, two guard. Just the wings just have to get more experienced. I wouldn't say though, you know, two and three aren't like weak links on our team, but you know, with is is Drew Holiday definitely a, a, a upgrade over Kevin Herter? Yeah, could Kevin Herter end up being better than Drew Holiday over the course of his career? Possibly, but. At, at the same time, it's like, you know, are we trying to make the playoffs now or, you know, when Kevin Herbert becomes better than Drew Holiday? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not even saying, this is not even a slight to Kevin Herbert. This is a, this is a, what does the team need right now? What can, what can, how can we get better right now? And I think making an upgrade, you have a real adult in the locker room. You know, Drew, Drew Holiday is one of those guys, you know, it seems like no nonsense. It's, it's you know, business. He's going to teach these guys about being professionals. He's been around, you know, superstar athletes before, you know, and I think these guys are, would really benefit from having that. And I don't really know. Another, the thing is, New Orleans wants either Cam or Dre in exchange for Drew Holiday, so I don't I'll think that's going to happen. I wouldn't give him either, um, just because, I mean, no. Drew Holiday has one more year in his contract. I can give you either one of those guys that he doesn't resign. Right. I, I can't give away either one of those. They, they got two brighter futures. You get Kevin Herter, like you were saying earlier. You get Kevin Herter, yeah. Um, but I still wouldn't like it because if he doesn't resign, we, we don't have Kevin Herter or Drew Holiday. Right. Um, but that's a risk you take. But, yeah, New Orleans, they're asking for a young, up-and-coming wing, you know, DeAndre, Cam. I mean, but they, they got beyond the wing. Why they, you know, they can, I feel hey. like Kevin Herter would be fit more perfect, you know, with that, get get in there and learn behind JJ. But you want a better player. True. <laughs> you know, if you want a better player, you know, Juhal is a really good player. Right. He's so, really I don't right. know if he's ever, I, I just, I don't see the likelihood of him end up in Atlanta. Um, like I said, the Gordon Hayward thing is there. One rationale behind that, Gordon Hayward feels like he's going to get traded anyway because the right. Sergeant's trying to bust moves. So at least if he opts out and goes somewhere, he can decide his own fate. Right. As opposed to Danny Ainge, who might send him to Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Um, that would be good for Minnesota. Jeremy Grant? I love using Jeremy Grant. Ain't he, um, isn't he a free agent? He, he can be. He has to opt out. Would you, if you're Jeremy Grant, would you opt out and come to Atlanta? If the money's right. I mean, after the bubble performance, right? He's at his value's at an all-time high. Yeah. So, so this is the time to strike for a big contract. Right. If he has a mediocre season next season, then he's not. Yeah. So this is the time to strike. If his agent's telling him, like someone like the Hawks or whoever wants to give him a three or four year deal with big money, right. I would jump on that. If I'm him, I'm. Yeah, give me. I give him three sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I give him three years sixty mil. Yeah, three years sixty mil. I mean, I think I think he's worth that. Um, you know, he could play the three to four. I feel like he could get you know come on the team and get twenty five to thirty minutes a game and you know 
contribute on a at a play. I mean, he's he's coming from a playoff level team. Just mm-hmm. you know, they just coming off a Western Conference Finals trip. So I could definitely see him like being that guy. You know, who could who's he replacing in the starting lineup? Cam or whoever, whoever's the three. Yeah. Who are you not? I mean, you're not sending John Collins to the bench. Unless oh, you're, no, no, not John you know, Collins yeah. playing. You're not sending John, so yeah. Well, Clint we'll Capello's playing. We'll Trey Young is playing. And playing I would love to see that. That would be a defensive. Yeah. Well, that's two. Even either Kevin or Cam. Who you starting, bro? Cam. Who? Defense, man. That's a that's a nice starting squad. And that's a nice starting squad. Cam, Cam, Grant, John Collins, yeah, Clint Capella, yeah, coming off the bench we got Kevin Hurd, yeah, DeAndre yeah. Hunter, yeah, whoo, that's nice. Devin still yeah. on the bench, whoo, I think that's I, I a deep team. team. I, but the thing is, whatever trade we pull off, I feel like Devin's gonna be involved in it because he has the money. Yeah, that's really what's gonna make it work. I don't see, I don't even, they didn't really even like Devin like that to me. Can we? Is there like a since we acquired him at the deadline? Is there a certain do we have to keep him until you know? It might be a certain day, but that deadline or something for certain free agents. But I, this is a whole new season, so I think everything's off the table. Everything's good there. Yeah, I think you trade his ass. Yeah, I think I like him as a backup, man. Uh, I don't know. To me, the whole he went to Sacramento and. He wasn't playing the same, and then they started saying he didn't, you know, because he got a bag to go to Sacramento. He got a bag. And uh, he, he went to uh, Sacramento, and then he, he just wasn't playing the same. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Atlanta. He probably put too much pressure on himself. Right. Because everybody's like, oh, he's the new guy who can shoot. He's the big who can shoot. And then, you know, you go to Sacramento where all you basically, they're just saying, hey, go out here and shoot. But also Sacramento is not a – the I mean, best for, run franchise. For one, Luke Walton's your coach. Right. That's number one. <laughs> the point guard is completely different. You know, Trey has gravity that creates space. You might get better looking shots than you might get with um what else we get his name? Or uh, Yeah. Hoss is a great point guard. That's right. everything about him, but he's different. Yeah. You know, he's more of a speed John Wall type of point yeah. guard. Yeah. yeah, and that's going to affect the looks that Dwayne Dabman gets. Yeah. I can understand why he didn't perform as well. He didn't look that great when he got here last yeah, year. He didn't. I'm going to chalk that to a 2020 season. Um, but if we trade him, I won't be devastated because uh, that's more minutes for my guy Bruno Fernando to possibly play. Um, but, yeah, I, I, get, I feel like the two most vulnerable Hawks in trade discussions are Dwayne Dabman and Kevin Hurd. Right. I definitely – because those are gonna be the ones I, I thought DeAndre. I say I thought DeAndre Hunter in there as well, but not necessarily. I think he's like definitely a, a tier safer, like you know, clearly a little bit safer than like Kevin Herter. Yeah. Because we had two full seasons. Definitely safer than Kevin Herter. I think. I mean, it's not. It's, and this isn't a slight against Kevin Herter. It's just like he didn't make that jump to like okay. He kind of stayed the same guy versus making like a okay, this could be Trey's partner. Like he's supposed to be out here looking like Tyler Hero and Doug Robinson. Like he's supposed to be looking like those guys. He's supposed to be one of those guys who you kind of mention is okay. We know, you know, little pools around the league know Kevin Hurd is a shooter, but you know, they know Tyler Hero is more than a shooter. They know the shooter. They know him as a walking budget. You know, like he's he kind of. 
created that lane for himself. And I think is, you know, is Tyler Hero way more talented than Kevin Herter? Uh, no, 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 he's not more not talented. Not at all. You know, not, I don't think he's way more talented. I don't even think he's like, I think they have comparable symptoms. Not, I'm just. I don't think he's more talented than him at all. I think he has a more aggressive attitude. Exactly. Plays, and, that, but... that, and not to be comparing white boy shooters at all. But I mean, this what you're doing, man. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. You could have said Buddy Hill. I, I mean, you hey, said it. <laughs> the same. I mean, I throw Buddy Hill in there. If he, uh, you know, Buddy Hill, once he kind of got that little, I, I don't think I never saw any type of Buddy Hill in in Kevin Herter though. You know, Buddy he Hill knows he's gonna, he's gonna he shoot. knows. Hey, hey, I'm out here to shoot. I'm out here to shoot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here to shoot. I'm gonna shoot. I'm, I'm that's gonna why shoot. they pay me. That's why I'm here. Yeah, that's why I'm shooting. So. Give the ball, I'm shooting. Yeah, they brought him. I need fix. Kevin Herter to have something. You like need that. to have that type of like. Okay, even if Trey on the court, if Trey on out on the court, every time I get this ball, I'm gonna try to like hit a three. Every and time. like I'm not gonna be time, mad at that. I'm not gonna be mad. That's like, what he does best. Exactly. So if he's out here taking nine threes a game, averaging about, you know, if he takes nine, he's gonna make at least five. Exactly. So if he's getting that volume of looks. Well, that's, 15, <laughs> that's fifteen points a game. right there. So if you're doing that, and I think he's very capable. That's well within his capability. Yeah. Like, and he did like, and we see that everybody see like he's. And but you know we didn't see that this year. He's always getting kind of nicked up and banged up and stuff yeah. like that. That's kind of like, eh, you know, that's not a good sign to me early on in your career. And that's the thing, like, if he plays to his potential on offense, right, then you don't notice as much that him and Trey are getting absolutely flame broiled on defense. Right. I mean, <laughs> those two. <laughs> every team that we play, their guards have record highs. And yeah. scoring when they play us like yeah, Bradleyville was cooking like James Harden is kind of torched them, and you know, and oh it wouldn't God. be so bad if like Trey and Kevin were like just both giving the business on the other end. Like you know, Trey's giving the business, yeah, but her might oh he scored eleven points today. What? Come on, eleven. <laughs> He could have yeah. gave me 18, and I'd be like, hey, okay, okay. Yeah, give me 18, you know. But when he only gives you 11, then you remember the guy he was guarding gave him like 30. Yeah. Like, ah, maybe like we need something else. Yeah, we, we need something. <laughs> Cam, get in the game. Yeah. Get in the game, Cam. Play some defense. Get some steals. Yeah. You see, Cam 11 might come with, it might be, he might be 3 of 13, <laughs> you know, and have 11. You might, man, that boy. <laughs> he was playing aggressively. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, but he, he was playing defense, too. Right? He was playing that defense. That's what we want to see. Cam might have, he might be three for 13 out here with a steal and a block. <laughs> so, right. But, you know, these are slights against Kevin Herter. It's more so just like. We have high expectations for that. Exactly. And that's really what it is. And it's like, okay, if we're not, you're not going to show us. We're going to go out there who, and get a guy who's already shown that he's, you know, realizing some of his potential, and he has the ability to reach for more. So, uh, I just hope you know we can get our hands on that guy. And I think that we're gonna get Drew Holiday. <laughs> I want to see Drew Holiday and Trey Young in the backcourt. And that, if you, like, if you tell me December twenty second, we we're starting Drew Holiday and Clint Capella, you know, along with Trey and John Collins. 
I'm like, we're making the playoffs this year. Yeah. And that's right. whoever started at the three. Right. Is if we got those, we got Drew and Clint Capella in our starting lineup. Right. We are automatically viewed as a different type of team. We're not just a rebuilding team at right. that point. We're and a team that team expects to win. Expects to win because in any given night, you should expect this team is going to give us our best effort. Like because you know you're going to get it all from Drew. You're going to get it all from Trey. John's going to give you the work. And then, you know, Clint going to be getting these rebounds on you. So you giving us that every night, these Hawks are going to be something to fear. But yeah. also, what do we do? With our bench, I feel like that is filling out an NBA bench is one of the most underrated things to build. And that's why we got the money. Of team. That's how. That's so, why we got the money, and that's why we're gonna make some trades. I think that's what hopefully mm-hmm. Travis Link, the GM, is going to use this 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 salary cap that he has to do some smart contracts with some. Like that's why I think this free agent class is built for. Right. Not for finding a superstar that's going to change your team's no. trajectory, but for plugging in a guy or two that can fill out your bench, right. give you quality minutes, and that's what we've been missing on the Hawks because our bench as of late has been nothing but guys who are getting paid just to show up. Pretty great. Miles Plumley, Evan Turner. You know, these guys were not paid. Hey, Carter out here trying to go on his last trip. 40 years old out here. 43 years old. Got to love it. Yeah. You know, at least he was like more of a player coach, so I can say he right. in that aspect. And the season but, before last, he was actually like a, a, yeah, a, key, a key contributor off the bench. Like, he was. He and was. that's bad to say that. You know, no disrespect against Vince at all, but we had a 42-year-old who was like <laughs> our sixth man. Like, we needed him too, man. This is like we, when we, he played we, well, we played well. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like the Hawks are trying to trying to rebuild off of that. You know, we're trying to we're trying to get our bench to to a point where right. we're, we're not saying Vince Carter was our last, our best bench player within the last two years. So, I, I hear the rumors about Davies Bertans, about uh, Joe Harris. You know, um, I like to see Van. I like I like to see Delino uh, Gallinari, but. He's gonna cost too much. And yeah, he's gonna mm-hmm. want that bad. And he's gonna want to start. Yeah. Like he, he wants and we're we're good at the four. Right. We're, we're good, good at the four. four. I really don't even to me, I would be going after a backup a backup four. Like yeah. a guy who knows, hey, I'm gonna come in and be the back. Like if we got one of the Morris twins, but I think man I would love that. I would love one of the Morris twins. Like and they're okay they starting. Yeah, they can start or back up, and they know they're good. They know, hey, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna get about 20 minutes. And a they're game. tough guys, man. Yeah. Like again, I hate when someone tries to love up Trey Young, and no one from the Hawks comes right. to the end. And like, right. you got a Morris twin out there. Yeah, you know, they they okay with getting thrown out of game. Right. They okay with picking up. A I, I would give. How much would you give a Morris twin to come on? I think what's the one that just won the ring? I don't the know, one, both of them, both of them are like they could go for a premium. If they yeah, to, you know, like but, they're at the point in their careers where I don't know if you can get them on the Hawks without overpaying them. Right. Because like I said, one just won a ring. Yeah. So that's a premium. Now one was on the Clippers, and another one was on the Clippers. Right. So it's like <laughs> they've been on Boston before. You know, they they've been in winning situations, and I think they're at the point in their career where they might, you know, do you think they go for a bag? I mean, I'm not. If you just got that ring, you definitely go for the bag. Um, so 
Yeah, I think at least fifteen mil. Right. A year. Fifteen mil. I don't know how many years you got signed for, but I don't. I mean, know. I don't. I don't know if they. Let me see if they still in the contract. Like a two thirty. Uh, cause I know they just three, three forty. Something, something like, like that. that would be neat because I wouldn't mind having more a Morris twins on my. They're good basketball players, of yeah. course. I like the way I like their approach to the game. They're the type of guys that they're on the other team you hate them. Right. But on your team, they're one of your favorite guys. Right. Because you know what they gonna do. So I would, that's a good. I like that. That um, backup point guard wise, man, like. Uh Kevin Herter has the ability to kind of be that kind of guy, the backup point guard. Jeff T could resign him. Mm-hmm. That's a if no one else bites, you know. That's yeah, a, that's a if no one else bites, we'll resign Jeff T. Um, Jeff T. Is, he's not that guy no more. I don't think. Yeah. You know, he's mentally. I just feel like he comes and goes. Right. I think the physical ability is there still. But and I feel like he would be good on a team like the Lakers or something, because I could see him, you know, coming in and contributing for a team like the Lakers. Yeah. But you know, the Hawks, no, we need, we need that aggressive. Yeah. Like, we need that. I, that's why I said Van Fleet. I wouldn't mind a guy. He, like he wants that. a bag, and he wants to start. He wants that. He's gonna end up somewhere like New York. Yeah. Somewhere that can pay, cause I don't think he should get max money. No, but no, you know, <laughs> not at all. Chris Dunn, I like Chris Dunn. I don't, he, he's not gonna be a scorer that we would need, but he's, he plays some defense. He's an NBA point guard, he's been in the league a few years. I wouldn't be mad if we got Chris Dunn to serve as a backup point guard. Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris is a free agent. All right, he's going to play for the Lakers. No, that's the one who plays for the Clippers. Okay. Yes, I have a one year. Um, he signed a one year, fifteen million dollar deal with New York last year. The Knicks, remember they signed all yeah, those guys yeah, like, like fifteen. All the power He signed like four power, which in a, in, a, in a sense to me was smart on New York's hand because it's like okay, you sign all these guys who you know are probably quality role players to decent deals. So okay, when playoff time come around, these contenders go to calling. They come. They know where to come. Okay, Nick's got Marcus Moore. You already know Marcus Morris was a guy who. Okay, they're gonna come calling for. Uh, I think Julius Randle was another guy. You yeah. know, I would be surprised if. Hey, would you mind having Julius Randle coming off the bench? But he got oh, like yeah. a three. I think he got like three years, 50, 60 mil or something. I don't know. I think he got like two years left on that deal. Yeah. Would you trade for you know Julius Randle? I mean, not that as a Hawks, but as other teams that need a good power forward, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, not, not for the Hawks. We got, we got John Collins. We got, uh-huh. you know, and that kind of money. I, I'm not, I like Julius Randle. Uh-huh. I don't think he fits in the Hawks. Hmm. Um, what about a guy like, how much does PJ Because he just reminds me of um, the guy we had last year, Jabari Parker. Ah. Uh-huh. It's like okay, if we're feeding him and it means he's happy, he's scoring, and he could yeah. be productive. If if we're not feeding him a bucket, if we're, you know he's not happy, he's not scoring, he's not productive. Is he gonna be a guy that's gonna have, you know have an impact in the locker room because he doesn't like his role? And you know that's that's what I get scared of when I think about Julius Randle. Love the talent, right. dude. Who? Eh. If we didn't have John Collins, um, all right, all right, yeah, right, all right, but but we're good. Our starting lineup is. 
I don't really. I mean, on the wings, we gotta kind of figure that out. I think they're gonna still try mm-hmm. to run unless they make a trade, which I feel like the only you know trade. If I'm Travis Slink, the only trade I would make is for Drew Holiday. Every other, every the only major trade I'm making. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other little trade, I'm gonna make these low key moves for some some bench guys who maybe not. You know. Would you would you trade for like Karis Overt or Spencer Dinwiddie? I trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, those are good players. Those are good players. I would not trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. So do you um, think we trade the six or are we gonna draft somebody at six? I think we're gonna trade it. I think even if we draft somebody, I'm see I see them getting like I don't think they want another young guy. Because they're like, okay, we getting all these young guys in here. Yeah, you know, well, what's gonna you know, and then at the guys who are projected around that area are like wings. They already got, you know, two yeah, or wings. three. We got another wing. Yeah, you can get another one, but then it's kind of going to get into that log jam thing. How do you get anybody you, enough minutes? Yeah, and you want a, if you're going to have a wing, you want them to be a vet wing knowing, okay, I'm only going to get 15, 12, 12, 15 minutes a game possibly. You know, you don't want that young guy maybe thinking who's a lottery pick thinking, I'm supposed to be starting. I'm, you know, you you kind of want that. To me, I would think you would want that vet, like a Kent, like a Kent Bazemore. You know, like you know, I think Kent would be like fine with getting. I wouldn't mind bringing Kent Bazemore back. <laughs> I'm totally good on that. Um, I'm totally good on that. You're totally uh, good on me. So you know that that ship is So, but if we do travel. Number six, as you know, let's let's talk about that though. We got the draft. You know, um, I know for me, I, I agree with you. I don't think we need to add another rookie to the mix. Nope. Um, we that I think that was very smart of Slate last year to take two wings in the in the, right. in the lottery. We get Cam Reddish, we get DeAndre Hunter in the lottery. Looking forward, he's probably looking at this year's draft class like I don't want right. to pick from one of these guys. Because right. if you don't land with the first or second or third pick, you're not gonna get as great right. of a guy. As Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, so he did a great thing there. Um, so I don't necessarily even there, there's some good guys in this draft class. I'm not yeah, if we draft them great, if right. we, but I, I I like the idea of trading and pick get a veteran player. But at number six, if we get somebody like I like Tyrese Halliburton, I like uh he's yeah. a guard. He's like yeah, a, he's, he's a good a combo guard. guard. Yeah. He's like six five, play point guard. I want my so with that he can help Trey. Are you going to second unit? Would you think, okay, I have a thing with drafting. Okay, you drafting a guard in the lottery mm-hmm. with already another lottery guard. You know, what What do you think Trey thinks to that with, you know? I mean, Trey knows. Trey's a starting point guard. Like, <laughs> he's, he's an all-star. He's, he's not going to care because if he plays, when Halliburton plays, he's going to be backing up Trey or alongside Trey. So like I would like to back. see a comp like we need a six five dude who can play both. But that's once awesome. You know, like we have a six five dude who can play, you know, one or the two exactly. who can come in when Trey's in in the game or you know when he's on the bench. That would help so much. Exactly. Like seriously, that would literally help so much. That's what we need. So I would love to take him, just because of. If he can just know his role, play his role, do he looks like he's got a good jump shot. Right. Pretty good passer. He's six five. Right. He's, he's six. That's that's good. Just being a guard at six five is already right. a good thing. 
Um, I like him. Isaac Coro. Yeah. That both plays defense. He can. Now, I like that's one thing. <laughs> now, we didn't really get to. Or you want to get into the draft a little bit? Or, I mean, in regards to who we would draft, yeah. Man. Right. I mean, I wish. Yeah, of course, I wish you can get up and get Wiseman, you know, or I would love, I would love Golden State needs to go and Golden State, I'm picking something wrong. <laughs> right. Golden State needs to pick Wiseman gotcha. because that would honestly be, that's like the perfect pick because yeah. you got shooters and now you got your big man of the future and yeah. you can build for the next three to five years just off of the back of that. And y'all got Anthony Davis out there now. Exactly. You got that. Don't throw Draymond at Anthony Davis. Don't throw Draymond. He's not even going to go to the rim on Draymond. He's just going to shoot over Draymond all game. You got to get some length out there. On AD, this isn't 2016 anymore. This is a whole new game. That's what I'm, the game is changing again. I don't think it's back. You know, shooting. I think teams are gonna start realizing if you don't have the personnel to be taking all these threes, why are we taking all these threes? Don't do it. Like honestly, do what you're good at. Do what you're good at. Because you know, be, kind of like the Rockets. Well, the Rockets are like, okay, we're gonna shoot all these threes. We're gonna refined the super small ball like they they tried to take the warriors formula the reason the Rockets didn't work was because they tried to take the warriors formula and 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 make it their own mm-hmm. no when uh, uh to me a championship team is more organic than that a little more organic than just trying to copy and paste someone's formula so that's why i really want us to this team building thing is is key. So we want to get the right amount of veterans, right amount of talent around Trey, right amount yeah. of a little bit of everything. Because championship team has a little bit of everything. That's right. You know. You okay. So what do you want? Well, I mean, I agree with James Wiseman. Right. And I just feel like it's not too many guys seven feet tall, that type of athleticism, that kind of wingspan that can potentially be one of the better or the best big men in the league. If you get a chance to draft somebody like that, if the Hawks can get him mm-hmm. and let him just chill, he only played, he only played three games in college. Right. Let Capella start, let Wise get off the bench, learn, spoon feed him. Right. By the time we're two or three seasons down the line, we got a lineup that just doesn't look fair. Yeah. I mean, if you got Trey and you got Cam and you got Dre and John Collins and Wiseman and you just you got all these lottery picks playing, man, that's why the thing that's, about that's scary. Is, big man, I always said this, big men take a little longer to develop to right. be the guard because they have to get past the ball. They have to learn the defenses. They gotta they, defend the pick and roll. They, yeah, they have they to gotta switch. The big man, big man, you know, definitely have their work cut off. They don't have that kind of responsibility in NCAA. Right. They don't have that kind of responsibility. They're the tallest dude on the court in high school. Right. That so makes you like that's it. automatically kind of makes you a little bit better. And you're getting, for the most part, you're probably getting force fed the ball. Right. For the most part. And your point guard is known, hey, get the big man the, get ball. the ball. But in the point when your point guard is Trey Young or Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, you got a guard like James Harden. You got all these ball dominant guards and wings in the league. Yeah. You're not gonna you're probably last priority right. on the team, especially nowadays. Big adjustments. So, yeah, like I mean, 
Think about Clint Capella. Is Clint Capella going to be the third option on the offense? I don't think so. No. I think he's going to be like fourth or fifth. <laughs> right. Like, you know. He'll get some putbacks. He'll catch yeah. lobs. Like, no. Our third option is not going to be Clint Capella. Like, that's not why he's here. No. Clint is not, not the third guy for the Hawks. He's going to be a guy. Yeah. You know, we're going to look down the road if he stays with the team. Like, yeah, he's going to be like that guy. You know, just like if uh, James Wiseman, he gets drafted to the Warriors, he's not going to be the third guy. He's going to be. Oh, he's fifth. He's fifth. Yeah, he's sixth. He's an afterthought on offense. He's an afterthought. Yeah. But we're gonna look back years, you know, like you know, Steph Curry's gonna be like thirty-seven, still shooting forty foot, you know, and James Wiseman probably gonna be out here looking like Anthony Davis, and we're like, wow, this, you know, it's just unfair how they have it. like, <laughs> right. it's gonna be crazy. But right now, I think the Hawks are really in a space where we have an opportunity to really build. Like, if you look at the blueprint of our team right now, it looks scary in three or four years, man, to me. Like, you got Trey Young. You got, you know, whoever's at the two. I don't care who's at the two. You got Trey Young. You got a guy who can drop 30. A lot of backcourts ain't got no combined guys who can just drop 30, for real. Yeah. You know, you know, we got the guy who can just drop 30, right? You, give us another, you can give us another guy who can drop 15 next to him. We straight. Then you got, you know, Cam. Cam. I I just want to talk about Cam Rich for just a <laughs> little minute because I feel like he's going to become one of my more favorite players over the next couple of years. I have that feeling. What do you think Cam Reddish specifically needs to work on? Um, I can't just say one thing mm-hmm. um, because I feel like he's just – I think it's it's going to be a, his growth is going to be a function of the team's growth, right? And we're going to find out a lot about that this year because hopefully he gets a starting spot. And if he gets a starting spot, that means playing with Trey. Mm-hmm. Now he played alongside Trey a little bit last year, and what I didn't like about that was he really pretty much just ran to the corner and just waited for the ball Outside. to swing his way. Yeah. And he was just like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm rookie, lowest man on totem pole. You know, what I mean, I'll just be over here in the corner. If y'all give me the ball, I'll shoot it. If not, I'll just, I'll just keep running back and forth. And <laughs> you know, towards the end of the season, he started. He was coming off the bench, but he was playing more aggressively, trying to find his own shot. If, if he reaches the potential that you and I think we both he has, right. he's gonna need touches. Yeah, because I think he can shoot a three. I, I think, think he, got he can. I think he got a pull up. That's gonna. I be think that pull up is gonna deep. get him to the All Star game. Yeah. He likes to pull up mid-range. If he starts making that like Kobe used to make it, like Dwayne Wade used to pull up mid-range and just, uh, yeah. he's 6'8". Yeah. Lloyd Pierce said he looks taller. So yeah. we might want to oh, give him six, When he came back for the mini camp, he said, he, he said Cam looks a little taller. Oh, maybe he was joking, maybe he wasn't. But the boy's only like 20, 21, so he can still be growing. So <laughs> if he's 6'9", who can block a mid-range pull-up from 6'9", guy? You can't. And that's the type of wing that you need in today's NBA. That's what you need. You need that guy. That guy puts on 20 pounds of muscle this whole week. Okay? Let, let him start dunking on folks. Let him start dunking on folks. Finish snap the rim. I think him and Trey, the more they play together, they can re- develop a relationship on the court that can be scary. Yeah. 
it can be scary. It can be real scary because you got a guy, you get a guy like that that's that offensively talented and stuff. Yeah. You get him cooking and going and getting to the rim, and then you forgetting about Trey Young out here. He is, Don't forget he, about Trey. He hit a 40-footer. The whole place goes amazing. Just yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Reddish hits a dunk in the game. And we still got John Collins. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it can get crazy. <laughs> it, can, it can get crazy. And I think they don't want to see us. They don't want to see us. The Hawks. If Cam takes that step, I guess a, a better answer to your question is his assertiveness to be that guy. Right. That's the one thing he can work on. Because if he... It's starting with Trey, but he's just like, oh, I'm a number two guy. I'll get my shots how I get them. Yeah. No. If you're like, no, give me the ball. Trey, I'm open. Give me the ball. I want him to try to be the number one guy. Man. I want him to be like, there's no reason I shouldn't get 25 anytime I start. <laughs> if I'm starting, I can, I can drop 25. Right. If he plays like that, whether he gets 25 or not, if he has a mentality that, look, I should take this shot because I got it. Like, I should right. pull up on him. <laughs> I right. should lob John Collins his ball so he can dunk. Like right. if he gets in his mind that he's the best guy out there, right. him and Trey are gonna take his team to a whole other level. A whole other level. And I don't think anybody in the East wants to see it with that. I don't think you you I don't see too many teams in the East really stopping that. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like if the Hawks really just just to get us to the playoffs, not even this year, I just want the, the team to just give them the playoff, get their feet wet, and see how to actually win a playoff game. Yeah. Okay. They got to do that first. Yeah. I don't have no predictions on them. If they got to the playoff, I'm looking for a first round exit in six games. That'd be my whole. If we had that, that my whole season, I'm good. I'm yeah. Right. I'm. If we had a first round exit six games, try to push them to seven. I'm. I'm. That's a good season. That's a win. For me, I mean, anything better is better. Anything, but, <laughs> anything, anything. But that's what I'm. That's but that's I'm, a good season. That's a really good. Especially season. not against what? Exactly. You get to the, you learn how to win a playoff game, and then next year you coming in. Them guys are hungry. They're a year older. Yeah. They be a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit yeah. smarter. Man, come on, them guys don't want to see us. They don't want to see us. They want to see us. That's it. Like that's the thing. Like. And I feel like the this group, like Trevor Sneak has done a good job of putting together a group of guys that want it. Right. Like Trey wants it. Right. The whole league knows Trey wants yeah, it. Yeah, he wants it. Some people hate, oh, he's a stat stuffer. No, he wants to win. He's yeah. out here putting up these numbers because he's trying yeah, to win. He's trying to win. He's trying to put 50 on your head. Because hey. that, that's what it takes to win, he's going to get you 50. Yeah. John Collins wants it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, I hate he got, I hate he got suspended. Can we see how bad he wanted it? Right. <laughs> I'm going so bad, I'm tasting dope. <laughs> I'm going to get these muscles bigger, one way or another. <laughs> like, he wanted bad, man. He ain't cheating, he ain't trying. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, he wanted He ain't cheating, he ain't trying. I feel you, John. A little too bad. A little too bad. A little too bad. When you look at, DeAndre Hunter, right? Right. He's coming from. He won the national championship in the University of Virginia. Right. He was a red shirt freshman. He had to sit on the bench and just watch the team play. Right. So he worked out. He got bigger. He got stronger. He's a his his second year at UVA. He's a pretty good player. They did well. Third year, he got to the point we led the team scoring. Right. Led to a champ. This is the kind of guy you want because he's gonna work. Right. And he's that he's that under he's that low key worker that. You're gonna see in a playoff series down the road. You're like, 
DeAndre Hunter is guarding the best player on the floor. Right. You know, you, you see Cam and Cam. I, that's why I want to see Cam and Drake just out there. Yeah. Dogging people on the wing, on the perimeter. Yeah. And then they can't get, they can't get Pat. Like, that's uh, going to be. They don't understand. <laughs> that's what we got. I mean, we saw that. we seen the photos online. Right. You know, uh, Cam is training with the same trainer that trained Steph Curry. So the, the pictures leak. You know, it's not like a private workout. He trains right. like three or four guys at a time. So Cam is literally working out with Steph Curry. Right. And he looked like he was he was talking to Steph, like, take me under your wing, bro. Like, anything you say, I'm here to listen. Just teach me. He's looking at Steph, man. Like, it's good to see that he's working. Right. Like, y'all didn't let these boys play basketball in Orlando, so they ain't had nothing to do with train and hit the gym on something. So, yeah, I can see a lot of, man, I can't wait to – I want to just see these guys just go at it, man. Like, they, they're really, you know, um, the Hawks, this is going to be a fun team for the next decade. It's going to be a fun team. I feel like this right. this is going to be one of the league's favorite teams. Right. As long as we keep Cam, as long as we keep Trey and keep John. I don't want them to mess that up so bad. I don't want them to – I don't want them to get too forward. Thing. Even though I want them to make a trade. Yeah. I feel like you can still whatever you can get on the trade market. I feel like we still have we still will be fine internally. Right. You feel me? The internal growth is gonna be huge. The internal growth is gonna be worth whatever way more than whatever we can get on the trade market because it's like the trade market is only gonna help. But okay, it's gonna help the internal growth. That's what we're really focusing on because these guys, that's a good young core. Good guy. Like you get yeah, yeah. guys give you, you know, you get multiple twenty point scorers out of that group of guys. We already got two. Right. You know, we get another one. We just need like, one more. We just need one more. And you got a team. Cam, man. Dre, Kevin, one of y'all gonna step yeah, one up. Of, one of them step up. Or all of y'all all of y'all giving me like eighteen, I'll be straight. Like <laughs> y'all give me <laughs> if three of y'all can give me some buckets, like cause you already know you can't take no nights off on that team. Nah. That's that's if we had a team, I, I would that would be crazy. We can go like six deep, you know, five six deep, and it's just guys who can just give you buckets all across the board. Will it work out like that long term? I don't think so. Well, you kind of end up in a situation like the Nuggets, which is a good thing where right, you have a young, right. talented team deep. Right. They just got guys they can just throw out. Right, they just bring a bear off the bench, like yeah, that's good. That's another that. guy. <laughs> you know we had that guy? We got that guy too. Like, like, hey, what? We got that guy. And these guys who can get buckets and work on the other end too. Right. And we had that. It's it's just like, and that's why I like that uh that Killian Hayes pick. Yeah, Killian Hayes. Now that would be a great pickup because yeah. it's like that's another like okay, Trey's gonna be. To me, I always he's gonna always be the smallest guy on the court, but yeah. I don't want that necessarily to be the case for our team. I well, I want that to stay the same for our team. I think you know we have we can surround him with some six five and up guys. Yeah. I don't think Trey needs to ever. He doesn't need to be in a backcourt playing with another dude that's six two. Talking yeah. about he's a two guard. Like yeah. no, no, we need a six five six six and five like, and up guy. Yeah, you like the idea of Donovan Mitchell being on the Hawks, but again, he's not nah. Trey the same height. No, they're the same height. He might be a little, Trey might be a little bit taller than Donovan. Donovan Mitchell just looks big for yeah. like him. Like he, <laughs> he, he looks like he's about six four, but he not. Nah, he's six one. Right. He's six one, <laughs> and he can dunk out his gym. Right. That's crazy. Wait. Right. Oof. And I like, 
I think the like you said, the internal growth is going to dictate where this team goes and what this team does. Um, obviously, we're fans, so we're optimistic. We're we're, right. we're, we're yeah. looking at the best case scenario for every single player, right? You know, and that normally doesn't work out that way, right? But the great thing is, we what we do know. Trey Young can give you thirty and ten. Right. John Collins can give you twenty and ten. Uh-huh. Those two can lead the way. Everybody else got to step up or you get traded. Thing <laughs> is, insane. exactly. Like now that you look at our pitfalls last year, is when guys weren't making open threes. We just couldn't hit open threes last year. We were the worst three point shooting team in the league. And our bench was trash. Right. Like we just there's either rookies or guys in the G League. Or guys on the end of a contract who like were really weren't interested in playing. Yeah. So if if he improved the bench, and now the guys who were missing open shots, mm-hmm. if they just improve and make the open shots, right. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, uh, Kevin Herter, these guys, they just hit them. Or we got rid of these guys who couldn't hit open shots. Yeah. <laughs> They're not on the team anymore. Cause Evan Turner, boy, you <laughs> brought him in the game. Is Jabari get all those guys out of here? Yeah. And just get the guys who can play and bring yeah. in more guys who can play. We're a better team. Yeah. Just internally. Just, I wanna, I just, wanna see, just because of that. We just got to get some guys who are really going to help us win. So that's and not even talking about adding a superstar. That's just saying, hey, if let's just we, be better at basketball. Let's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really like the truest thing. Like, unless it's Giannis, I don't really want him to be. There we go. That's that's I don't really want to unless we're making a move to clear up space for Giannis or whatever. Yeah. That's the only time I'm real. I don't really want to fuck with this team like bad. I don't really want to. I don't tear really, down anything. I, like I don't want to get rid of pieces. Nah. Oh no. Okay. The only if you're gonna if you're making a move to win, not necessarily making a move to laterally get better. Like you know, uh, you're swapping out Drew Holiday and Kevin Herter. That's a move for the playoffs. I feel like that's an ultimate upgrade. That's the launch. I, yeah. I I would expect to make the playoffs. Definitely. If we if we got Drew Holiday and we we swapped him out for Kevin Hurd or something, Kevin Hurd the sixth pick and 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 a contract or something, I would expect to make the playoffs. If we did not, I would be like, this is a disappointment of the season. Yeah. For her, I would be disappointed. I'd be like, this is a disappointment. The guys didn't step up around Drew. I would I would I would say the guys other than Drew didn't step up. Honestly. It's not Drew's fault. It's not. not. He can ball. He can ball. He's got stats. Yeah. yeah, He's got a history. He's proven himself. Yeah. Wasn't Drew's fault. It wasn't Drew's fault. But you know. I hear you. I feel you. It's like one of those things. We gotta win. We gotta. We gotta win games. Right. The whole losing game, the learning from losing things over. Yeah. Like learning from losing, and you know, we got we gotta learn how to close out games, and and and. You know, defense is really going to be key. Nate McMillan, you got to talk about him real quick. Added a great coach, a head coach to the staff. Lloyd Pierce called him and said, hey, you know, we got an opening staff. I see you got let go from your position. Right. Would you consider being on my staff? Nate, hey, hey, people were joking, oh, this guy's going to take Lloyd Pierce's job. Lloyd Pierce invited him here. Yeah. And that, that to me, that's a great. As a head coach, that's a great move because, as you can see, the teams who are winning, they've had coaches who've had experience in the league. That Mm -hmm. your 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 assistant coach is probably just as important. Just as important. 
head coach because those guys have as much knowledge, if not more, yeah. than some of your head coach. Look at Brooklyn. They added um, Mike D'Antoni right. to their bench. And, you know, Steve Steve Nash is a first-time head coach, and they got Amari Stoudemire as a player development coach. Steve Nash basically has his whole team in Phoenix just coaching the team with him. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to lean on those guys pretty heavily. So – as you know, I don't think Lloyd Pierce has anything to worry about as far as the yeah. job. He's just he's bringing in a guy who he knows who's been to the playoffs, who's coached good defensive teams, yeah. who's pushed the most out of teams that has have not had as much talent as you would think. Right. And now this team is a little more naturally talented than some of the teams that he's coming. Right. Just young, it's a young team. Just a younger team with. I think that young team is going to benefit from having that veteran coach's voice. Right. Because it's one thing if, you know, Lloyd Pierce tells you something, okay, he's a head coach, let's roll with it. But now if Nate McMillan is like, oh yeah, he's backing up what Lloyd is saying. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's a different level now because yeah. okay, we just it's have a different to- level of accountability too, because it's like, you know, now these guys, he's gonna hold you to, hey, this is where I've been, this is what I'm trying to get you to. Right. Okay. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna hold you more accountable. For things like this, like yeah, I, you know, do you really think he's probably gonna go up to John Collins and Clint Capella? Hey, do you really think Miles Turner is that much better than you, or is he better than you? Like, show hey. the Montez bonus. You think you know if the Montez bonus could be an All Star, John Collins, why can't you? Good you question. If, if if you know Victor Oladipo can do this, why can't you, Cam Reddish, or why can't you, you know? Kevin Herter, if you know, he's he's gonna take some of his and he's wasn't he a coach in Orlando before? I don't know where, where Nate McMillan was before, but he's been he's been around the league before. Yeah, he's played in the league, he's coached yeah. in the league, twenty year veteran in the NBA. Yeah. He uh great addition. Great addition to the bench. It adds so much more respect to our organization, our staff. This is what you need to have a playoff team, a good team. You gotta have good people from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I just can't wait to see what we do, man. The madness starts tomorrow. Yeah. Monday. Starts tomorrow. Well, what what do you think, man? I guess you know, kind of closing thoughts. You know, what what do you see happening next week, man? We got Monday free agency. I mean, trades. We got the the, the draft on the 18th, uh-huh. and then we got free agency popping over there for that. What's the draft on you at Tuesday or what? 18th. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that's Wednesday, the 18th. Yeah. So, I think you're gonna see. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday. Today's When's free yeah. agency start? Uh, is it two days? 48 hours after the draft. Okay. So Friday night. This week will be one of the craziest weeks in NBA history. I'm going to just say that. I feel like it's going to be so many moves. I, I, they're going to be some, some shocker moves. I feel like they're going to break up that thing in Houston, man. Oh, yeah. Just all, all in all, I think, you know, um, if Houston calls Atlanta and says, hey, do y'all want Russell Westbrook? Nope, what do you say? Nope, 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 nope. We good. <laughs> nope. Robert Covington. Hey, y'all, y'all want Robert Covington? Uh, for who? <laughs> all right, all right. Who? For who? Who? Hey, I heard you guys need a starting two guard. Y'all want Eric Gordon? Who? Bro, I mean, a starting two guard? Nah, I don't need it. I wouldn't start Eric Gordon. I would probably bring him off the bench, yeah. I started Eric Gordon, man. You started Eric Gordon? Hooper. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, for who? That, that's a, that's a for question. Who? For yeah, who? like, like that's what I'm... That's you what want Cam Reddish, I'm hanging up. 
Yeah, you want Cam? <laughs> you want DeAndre? Uh, Hang it up. You might have to give me a little bit of some on the back end for DeAndre, but like, uh, because simply he was the fourth pick of the draft. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, Cam, nah, I'm hanging up. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Harden, we can talk. We can talk some business. Uh, got to be a good deal. It's got to be a nice good deal. Nice one, Kevin Harden. I'm just not going to him either because he's a shooter, and I really feel like, you know, he's everyone in the league, you need a shooter. Like you, you can't like even if he was just this for the rest of his career, Kevin Herter can make some money. That's right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but Kevin Herter will more than likely have a 15 year plus career. <laughs> yeah. In the league because he has a skill that's never gonna go get old. Yeah. He can shoot. 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 And, and, like literally, that's all he needs is just to have you know get settled into a role where he's just allowed to shoot. Yeah. And shoot and just gain the confidence more on his end because I feel like teams are going to allow him to shoot. You know, whatever team he's on is going to be like, hey, you have the green light to kind of shoot. That's right. So he just has to get that confidence within himself to say, hey, I'm one of the best shooters in the league. And, you know, we got a guy in our backcourt. They they can't stop. And if he's going, if Kevin Herter is going, that makes that team much more harder to stop. That's right. Like, a la Cal Corver. Like, how hard was the Atlanta Hawks to stop in 2015 when you had Kyle Corbin had made like two threes? That made everyone's on that defense that much harder because you had to be had to have eyes on Kyle Corbin. Oh snap, Millsap's going now. Then you got, you know, just it when you when you get guys shooting, when you get, you know, your main guys scoring and shooting, it opens up stuff for everybody else. So if Kevin Hurd is making two two, three threes a game, John Collins can get off more. Yeah. Trey Young, he can get to the, you know, he can get he can get off more. Everybody else gets to more to flourish just off you making your couple threes a game. Being a little being a little aggressive. Huge impact, man. I agree. I think um we're gonna have a crazy off season because starting Monday because Ooh. one Free agency class isn't really that appealing. Trades are going to be the name of the yeah, game. Trades. Um, I do expect Atlanta to be involved in a trade or two. I think we're going to try our best to keep the core intact. Right. So trade and draft picks. You know, I think that's going to be huge. If we trade anybody off the roster, you know, you got to think of Dwayne Deadman. And if we trade Kevin Herter or anybody from my young core, it's gonna to have to be for a really good return. All right. We're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. Um, so I think from a Hawks perspective, you know, the draft, we might draft a guy, but I think that I mean I think we're gonna draft a guy, but I don't think we're gonna draft a guy number six. I think we trade the sixth pick in return. We might get the eleventh or the nineteenth or the seventeenth pick, something like that. And we'll trade somebody later in the lottery or later in the draft. But I don't I don't see us. Do you touch somebody's picks? Nah. I don't expect us to have a lottery pick next year, but it's going to be a deeper draft. Where yeah. The kind of draft like John's Collins draft. Yeah. You can still 19 find you a good player. You can find John. Right. So that's why I think <laughs> that's why we got to hold that draft pick. Because even we're going to make the playoffs, so we're going to miss the draft. I mean, we're going to miss the lottery, but we're still going to find a good player. Right. I, ain't, I ain't giving you all that 2021 pick. Um, but yeah, by Friday, because everything's going to happen like the moment it hits midnight on free agency. This player signed. This player signed. This player signed. This is all going to happen. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I think that I think we're going to fill out our roster very quickly. Yeah, 
between the draft and free agency and these trades, by Friday at like 3 p.m., we're going to know what the lineup is going to look like for yeah. the Hawks that season. And that's exciting. That is. We're going to know. Because I feel like the Hawks are going to be – because we've been right there in the conversations with, you know, people want that six pick. Yep. Like, this isn't the draft to get your superstar, but this is the draft to get that role player who's, you know, who contributes to you. This is the draft to get your Marty Smart, you know, or your uh, – uh, I can't really think of anybody right now, but like <laughs> this is just have to get your market smart or something like that. This you know, time. like this is the guy that you. This is the draft that people are gonna look back and be like, "Oh man, how did he go here? He probably should have went number one in this draft." The guy that is number seven, it always happens. The guy like number nineteen should probably go number five. So, and I guess we're just gonna see. I mean, it's going to take time to really see how things shake out, but I can see Atlanta clearly just moving out of the draft. Like, y'all know. heard it here first, man. We <laughs> we we don't expect. I don't expect them to make a draft pick. I think they're gonna like. I really think they're gonna. They're all in on trading that pick, and I think a lot of teams. It's enough teams that want the pick, but in the trade, and it's like. I feel like they can, you know, come closer to the draft. That's when you're really going to see more of the concrete what moves are in play. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how the Lakers got their hands on Dennis Schroeder. They just already said, we get Dennis. Like, <laughs> once it was like, I guess Rondo has given, given has said uh, he's not going to resign, apparently. I think he wants the money. Rondo said he's not going to resign, so they were just like, Bought free agency again. I think he got him for a second round pick. Pretty much. No, it was for the 28th pick. Ah, yeah, that's. And the train is Yeah. Ah, it's not. That's probably going to be more. I'm not saying it's a good deal for the Lakers. Yeah. The rich get richer. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we done doing Schroeder, Hawks legend, you know. Club DS17, had a club in Buckhead, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's bulletproof. I know you're supposed to catch a charge. I don't think I never heard anything about it. Probably, <laughs> they probably just slid that on by, man. But <laughs> yeah, man, I think I think that kind of wraps up what I had to say about the Hawks today, man. Yeah. You got anything else on your mind, the Hawks? No, nah, man. Um, we making the playoffs. We making the playoffs, and uh, we'll meet again next weekend because it's not gonna happen next week. I'm gonna be taking notes so we can yeah. talk about it. So because we gotta, we might have to do an impromptu phone broadcast right. after the draft. Yeah. We might just have to. Do that. I know the sound quality won't be what y'all like, but it'd be better than nothing. Yeah. But uh, okay. With that, you know, I just let's not forget. You know what's going on here. We're doing a little, <laughs> little outro music. Oh, oh, my phone died. Ah, whatever. I was gonna give y'all some two chains as a little outro, but uh, my phone died, so that's what I get. But you know, we can still edit it back in there. <laughs>